live from Parts Unknown, it's the KNA Sports Picks Podcast. Professional football in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth, it is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. Coming now, buddy. We on our horse all day long. Let's just kick that ball all day long. Pick it up. Don't stop. Pick it up. Let's go. Get after the ball. Get to somebody. Regulator, mount up. We're coming. Pro football is a mirror of early America. Reflecting toughness, courage, and self-denial. There he is! Whoa! Whoa! Good job! Job! That's what I make a play out there, buddy. Nice job. Over pirate two. Ready? 45 blast! Yes, 45 blast! Keep on playing at this level now, huh? Keep it up, baby. Keep it up. We're gonna beat it all day, baby! Hey! Hey listeners! It is Super Bowl. It's the beginning of the Super Bowl. And, you know, um, what I like the first week, uh, you know, uh, before the um, buildup to the Super Bowl, is the first week it was pretty quiet on the Super Bowl. Um, but I think we're going to start seeing all the Tom Brady articles and the Patrick Mahomes articles. Um, so how how are you doing, TK? And you have any thoughts on what we saw in the playoffs? I am doing well. Um, I'm excited to have the Super Bowl because in my other sports leagues, my teams are in disarray. The Mavericks are off to a slow start. Tottenham, Harry Kane is injured, and they've just been tumbling down the table. So I am ready for a week focused on the National Football League. Um, I thought it was a fun playoffs. Um, there were definitely some upsets. Um, I think the Bills had a really great run. It seemed like the entire city and town got behind uh, Allen and the Bills. So that was fun to see, especially with all the struggles that that franchise had. It was fun to see the Browns win a playoff game um, in Pittsburgh. You know, that had to feel great for Browns fans. And hey, that quarterback class, Mayfield and Josh Allen, both get the, both getting playoff wins. Um, it was exciting. Um, though I'm not... I have to say I feel bad for Green Bay fans because this really felt like their year. They had home field advantage. Rodgers was playing well. Um, I think that loss is going to sting in Green Bay for a long time. But what do you think about that fourth down call? So it was fourth fourth and and, and six. And and actually leading up to it was, was, was third and six. And Rodgers, a lot of Packer fans were wondering why Rodgers didn't you know, didn't run. Uh, he had an, a, a lane open and, you know, I don't know if he would have scored a touchdown, but maybe he would have gotten down to the one or two. So what do you think about the the Rodgers play where, where he threw into traffic instead of running and then and then LaFleur's decision not to go for it on fourth down and kick the field goal? Yeah, well, I didn't like the decision to kick the field goal. Um, you know, Obviously, I think it would have been ideal for him to run. You know, I'm not an NFL quarterback, so I imagine NFC Championship on the line. There's a lot going through his head. But, um, yeah, I definitely think he should have ran. Um, Like I said, it just seemed like a game the Packers had multiple chances to win. Um, 
and yeah, it's really going to be interesting, I think, where the Rodgers era in Green Bay goes from here because it feels like they're at a bit of a crossroads. Yeah, I, um, two things. One, I, I I definitely think they should have gone for it because even if you didn't make it, as long as you don't have an interception on the end zone, even if you didn't make it, then the Bucks have the the ball at the the six yard line, so it increases your chances of getting getting a three and out. And you know, giving giving the ball back to to Brady at the twenty five yard line, it just opens up up the playbook, and we we saw that. Um, you know they they just couldn't couldn't stop them. But the the other thing I found curious with with the Packers is they let go of Petten, and who I thought did did a decent job. The Packers defense was was top ten, and it wasn't the defense the defense in the fourth quarter. Sure, they gave up that uh, the long pass, um, which was was unfortunate before halftime. But they stopped Brady and, you know, a couple interceptions and the Packers had their, their chances. They 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 just couldn't they just couldn't move the ball. They didn't protect um Aaron Rodgers well enough and, and they couldn't Yeah, know. I think it's gonna be very interesting the NFC next year because you know, the top three teams you have Rodgers, Breeze, and Brady, all quarterbacks who are upper 30s Brady yeah getting into his mid 40s um so it feels like just the NFC um you know the the AFC feels loaded almost with all these young quarterbacks Mahomes Allen Mayfield um while the NFC feels like all the top teams have these older quarterbacks so it's going to be I think really interesting to see if there's some new younger quarterbacks that get drafted in the um this year and to see how kind of the top teams in the NFC shape up in the next few few years because it seems like some of the big dogs might be on the um on the on the uh, downward spiral for the next few years as kind of agency as age kind of comes back to bite them. Yeah, um and we got a question from um Ed on on the quarterback situation in our listener questions. Um uh, so I'd like to really dive into into the quarterback, not just the, the free agent quarterbacks, the quarterbacks that are, are going to go through trade, but I think this is going to be a very interesting um, quarterback class. Um, and I want to get your take on whether it's going to rival the the uh, quarterback class that you mentioned of, of 2018. Um, so what are – we got we got the uh, marquee matchup. You know, you you have the GOAT, and it's going to be billed this week, the GOAT versus the future GOAT. Uh, Mahomes and Brady, you know, Pat Brady passing the torch to Mahomes. So what are your thoughts uh, leading into uh, the Super Bowl? And um, you know, what are you looking for in, in your prediction? I think it's going to be a fascinating game. Um, I don't know, just anytime Brady's in the Super Bowl, you know that there's always something crazy could happen last minute drive late interception so i'm excited for it um i really thought i admit i was a skeptic i thought that we had seen the last of tom brady in a uh, super bowl but no but number 10 um that's crazy um i think it's really going to come down to we saw in the nfc championship there was you know the bucks were great the first half Tom Brady did not look great in the uh, second half. Um, the Super Bowl matchup almost reminds me of 
five years back when the Broncos had Peyton uh, Manning and they were facing uh, Cam Newton and the uh, Panthers. Um, it just feels like, I mean, Tom Brady's such a good quarterback. It does feel like he's maybe lost a step. Um, but in the Bucks' defense, can they slow down Mahomes because the Browns haven't been able to? No one, the Bills couldn't. I mean, no one has been able to slow down that offense. Um, I mean, the Browns could when he left, but when Mahomes is in, it just seems like there hasn't been a defense that has been really able to contain him. And frankly, the Bucks' defense doesn't exactly inspire me that they would be able to as well. Um, and then, I mean, Mahomes, Reed also, I think, is in his prime and he's a great coach. Um, so I think the Chiefs will be well pre-prepared. Uh, um, so the Bucks' defense, I think, is going to be huge. Um, so right now, my pick would be the um, Chiefs. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going with the young gun. You think it's going to be high scoring? I do. I do. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, the one thing, the one thing about the the Bucks having an advantage in this game is is the tackle situation with Kansas City. So Fisher um, is out. Uh, so you, you're you're dealing with uh, back backups. Um, for for Kansas City, so if if Tampa Bay is going to win the, win the game, it's definitely going to be pressure. As we've seen in the Super Bowls and the playoff losses, when the team is able to to you know rush for, um, they really have an opportunity to impact um, you know Brady and with JPP, um, you know, and and Barrett. Tampa Bay was able to, like you, you said, the Tampa Bucks offense um, wasn't as dynamic as it had been late in the season. You know, the Saints and both the Saints and the Packers um, were able to to slow down um, the Bucks offense. So um, it is it, gonna, you know, Tampa Bay's defense has been been pretty stellar. So that's what I'm looking forward to see if if they can put on enough pressure on Mahomes, kind of like the 49ers did for the first three and a half quarters. They have a legitimate shot, but I think Mahomes is just too athletic. They've got with Tyree Kill, Kelsey, um, Claire Slyer, um, they just have too much offensive firepower, and I think eventually that the firepower is is going to come through. And the Chief Chiefs will win. Um, so I'll be. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a com- competitive Super Bowl, but I think the Chiefs will Chiefs pull, will pull away late. Do you think this is the last Super Bowl for Tom Brady? I definitely think it's it's the last last hurrah for for Brady, um, Gronkowski, Arius. I really think that um, you know, like you mentioned. The last run of of um, Peyton Manning, I could see this being. Um, I don't think Brady's Brady's going to retire. You know, I think he's probably going to play another year or two. But I don't know if he he can play it at his elite level as as he's been playing. So this, I would expect this to be his his last Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, whether the Bucks win or not, I think a huge feat and hats off to him for guiding that franchise. I mean, 
we did we did see them at the Seahawks last year. I think they he did come into a team with some talent, um, but he's definitely kind of provided that winning spark and mentality. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Just the athleticism of Mahomes, the uh, coaching of Reed. I think the Chiefs are going to be pre pre uh, pre uh, paired. And Mahomes, even though he's young, he's never struck me as one who's been, you know struck by nerves or nervous for the big stage. I think he has kind of a Brady-esque ability to shine in the uh, biggest game. So, um, yeah, just a lot of fun, too. Elite quarterbacks. Yeah, it's amazing that they said Andy Reid was a choker and, and couldn't win the big game. Um, it's yeah. amazing when you have when you have that kind of talent. Um, and it shows what kind of an offensive genius he, he was. I mean, he led the – the Eagles to a Super Bowl and and four NFC championships. Yeah, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but it just shows you what what a quality coach that that he is. What what he's done and how creative he is. Hey, we got um. There's a a longtime listener, um, who's who's been a a tremendous fan of the program, and she wanted to to make um her pick. So she she called in, left a voicemail, and this is someone who you know during COVID haven't been able to you know go out and go into locker rooms and interview players. But I mean, she's really she's you know really been a friend of of the program and really is in touch with the predictions. So Alexa, who's going to win the Super Bowl? The Chiefs have a chance to repeat, but Tom Brady is set on winning a seventh Super Bowl. My prediction. The Chiefs are going to treat Tom Brady's hopes like a pirate's treasure. They're going to bury it. Arr. All right, TK. It's uh, time for listener questions. Our, our first one is a voicemail from, from one of our devout listeners. Hey, TK and GK. This is Vince Lombardi from up in heaven. I got a question for you. And first, let me tell you. They are all my friends up here, George Hallis, all the legends of the game, Otto Graham, all of them. They love the K&A Sports Fix podcast. You guys might have, have any listeners down there, but let me tell you up here, you're number one in our books. But I got this question for you. I want to know, what do you think about Bill Belichick? Some people say that he's better than me. I don't know. Who cares? But anyways, after the success of Tom Brady, I want you guys to let me know what you think. Does the, his success impact Bill Belichick's legacy at all? Okay. Over and out. Look forward to hearing your answer. Wow. Thank you, Vince. That's uh, That's quite an honor. So, um, TK, do, uh, do you have any thoughts on, on the legacy? There's been a lot of articles and a lot of memes um, about Belichick. You know, you've seen those memes of people of, of when they were doing the Bernie Sanders memes with his mittens. They were putting Bill Belichick um, dressed in a, in a coat and mittens like he's, he's downtrodden because Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl. So, um, do you have anything, uh, any thoughts on how Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl without Bill Belichick is impacting Belichick's legacy? 
I do. Um, I don't think in the long run it's going to be a major impactor and will be remembered in a major way. Um, you know, Belichick won six Super Bowls, and regardless, you know, you can't. You have to be a great coach to have won six uh, Super Bowls, and not only that. I mean, he, the Patriots, just had such a long history of taking you know, players who had been mediocre players and putting them in this highly organized system and turning them into uh, champions. Um, I mean, obviously, I think Tom Brady and Bill Belichick both impacted each other's success. But as I mentioned earlier, um, the Buccaneers were not a terrible team. I mean, Tom Brady did not walk into a terrible situation and take a one in 15 super team to the uh, Super Bowl. I think the Bucks were seven and nine last year. And I think they had a lot more talent on their roster than their record showed. I mean, we saw last year, I mean, they had a great receiving core. Um, they had some really talented offensive players. Um, I just think Jameis Winston, I mean, he was a good quarterback, but I think he turned the ball over so much that it really hurt the team last year. But I think he was walking in, to a talented team with a good coach. Um, I think on the other hand, Belichick this year, I mean, look, I still expect Belichick to figure out a way to bring the Patriots back into um, the uh, playoffs sometime in the next few years. I just think it was a weird season with COVID. Um, the Cam Newton experiment didn't work out quite the way they, they had hoped. Um, but I think Tom Brady ultimately just found himself in a better situation with more talent in Tampa than Belichick had. And I still think, I mean, look, like I said, I just think there's so many instances of Belichick taking mediocre players and putting them in a highly successful system and turning that into a very uh, winning team. So that I don't think Tom Brady's should impact his legacy at all. I completely agree. I mean, this is the guy who they say had the greatest defensive um, scheme ever in the Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills back in, in 1990. Um, he was the architect of New York Giants to two Super Bowl victories. Um, he actually uh, led when he was head coach with Cleveland. Everyone knocks his Cleveland record, but that was a downtrodden um, situation in Cleveland. He built them up, went to a playoff game, uh, won a playoff game with um, Vinny Testaverde, and then uh, they had the whole debacle of Cleveland moving moving to Baltimore. Um, you know, like you said, Tampa Bay last year was a good team. That was the game that you and I went to. Um, we saw how talented. Uh, the Tampa Bay receiving core were they were they were getting open all day day long against a, a decent um, uh, Seahawks secondary. The problem they had last year was Jamison Winston, and we'll talk about him a little bit later. But Jamison Winston kept turning the ball over, and so I mean that's one thing that Tom Brady does is is he he protects the ball, and plus you know Todd Bowles with his defense. As far as the Patriots. Um, they had four four defensive players, uh, some key players, that uh, opted out this year because of COVID. So their defense um, naturally wasn't going to be as as good as it was. Uh, people forget how dominant the Patriots' defense looked at the beginning of 2019, the whole famous um, Sam Darnold, I'm seeing ghost game. Um, 
and I agree. Bill Belichick will will um will figure it out. So I think Brady's success does not will not impact Belichick's relationship. And people always want to you know you know make it a zero sum game. I mean the fact that Brady has success doesn't mean that that diminishes Belichick at all. So I completely agree with you on that. Our next question is from uh, Sheriff George of Nottingham. And he wants uh, to know our thoughts on what's going on with the whole Robin Hood app and GameStop. Plus, I guess uh, right now also um, people are betting on BlackBerry. I think there's an, another company that... AMC. AMC, Peters. that's right. <laughs> AMC. <laughs> So, um, do you have any thoughts on uh, for for uh, Sheriff George? Yeah, um, great question, Sheriff George. Um, obviously, I think it's a very odd, unique situation. But at the end of the day, you know, I think um, Robin Hood kind of shot themselves in the foot. Um, you know, they um, it's clear that they I think they got spooked and stopped trading. But you know, that's that the market is. I mean, you have to have the power to let people trade freely. I mean, a lot of people took a very risky bet. I mean, I think shorting is just a very risky bet. Um, I do feel bad for the Mets uh, owner, and it's just a very very Metsian thing for them to be caught up in all this. It just seems like it's always some way the Mets find themselves in the middle of the drama. Yeah, for those uh, those people that aren't familiar with the Mets angle in this, Stephen Cohen, the Mets um, owner, who was the um, archetype of the show um, Billion Billions on um, Showtime, um, he lent or gave um, an old associate of his seven hundred fifty million dollars. To cover to cover the short, so this, this, he's worth billions. So that won't that won't impact him. But the the thing that that impacts uh, the Mets is he got uh, what's this guy's name Port Portney the the barstool guy who is the king of of Twitter and he got in a war of words uh, with him on on Twitter. Um, so it's it's. And it's just a bad look, and uh, you know it's 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 unfortunate that you know he got involved in the the Twitter Twitter thing. And even though I don't think he had anything to do with Robin Hood, you know, shutting down on Friday, shutting down um, trading um, on GameStop, the whole thing just just doesn't look good. It does yeah. just doesn't doesn't smell good yeah i don't think there's i don't think there's any good people here i mean anyone i mean the people that are are betting are are intentionally betting up gamestop to punish the wall street crew i mean it's just like this this big gamble and and people are trading these stocks without looking at the fundamentals of the of the company's valuation first wall street over shorted the stock and then these these uh, these uh, Reddit redditors, what are they called? Redditors, whatever oh, they, they 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 shot the stock up by seventeen hundred percent. I mean, it's just crazy. It reminds me of the late nineteen nineties when you had the dot com bubble. 
you know, I'm worried that that we're going to get another major correction in the stock market. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. And why would you why would you invest in Crackberry, Blackberry or AMC or, or, or GameStop? These are companies that fundamentally are not going to work in the 21st century. I, I don't get it, but yeah, yeah unfortunately, it's, it's not a great look for the Mets. I mean, I think we just need to go out and sign a, another good free agent, and so we can we can move on with the GameStop Mets. <laughs> the Mets, always something with the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was looking so promising. We got rid of the dystopic Wilpon error, and, you know, I had wanted... I had a disagreement with a lot of Mets fans. I mean, I was flamed on Twitter and all those social media sites for my takes on. I wanted J Lo and and A Rod to be the Mets owners. I know Stephen Cohen, um, you know, multi billionaire, and I know A Rod had his, um, you know, his issues with performance enhancing drugs. But I don't know. It just would have been a little. It would have been pretty cool. It would have been like the the, the Dodgers with Magic Johnson, or I, I don't know. It just would have been a, a cool vibe. Um, it would have been it would have been it would have been really fun, you know, to see, um, you know, J Lo, and plus having a you know a female owner uh, of uh, a major um, baseball team. I think I think it would have been really cool. But I like Steve Cohen. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I just, I just I'm glad he deactivated his Twitter account, and I think he just lay low. Winning cures all. Exactly. If, if the Mets are 10 games up in the division in September, I think all will be forgotten. And, and I want a note to all our listeners. I don't think it's worth buying individual stocks, especially GameStop or all those, those things. Invest in index funds. And that's another subject for another podcast. Um, our next question we have is from Ed. And we touched on this a little bit, but um, it's uh, our thoughts on the quarterbacks. And the first salvo in the whole quarterback carousel, uh, we just last night we had um, Stafford being traded to the Rams for two first-round draft picks. So the Rams don't have a first-round draft pick till 2024 and also a third-round pick. And Jared uh, Goff going, going to the Detroit Lions. Well, this definitely strikes me the Rams as a win-now move. I mean, Stafford's an older an, an older quarterback. They're trading away their draft picks. It says to me that they think they have the talent now and they want to make a run in the next one or two years. Um, which, as I've said, um, with Brady getting older, with Breeze retiring possibly, with... Um, with Rodgers' future uncertain, I mean, I think the NFC is open. It's going to be so, wide open, yeah. So I know it's a little controversial, but I like the move with, with the uh, Rams. Like oh, I, I said, I think, I think the next one or two years are up for grabs. If you can make a move to upgrade your quarterback and give yourself a chance in the next one or two years, I think it's smart. They have the, they have the number one defense. So, I mean, it, it makes absolute sense. Um, my question is, is um, you know, Stafford's had, had some injuries. He's also had some, you know, some bad, he's played for some mediocre bad teams. You know, so we don't know 
if you know he he will be able to um, you know win um, you know big time, and also how will he fit into the Rams Rams um, style of offense? Those are uh, questions. Yeah. So um, the next big quarterback to move or not move is Deshaun Watson. So Cully and um, Casario, the GM and the coach, had you know just I think it was yesterday spoke out how they're campaigning really hard. Watson, Deshaun Watson's on the Houston Texans. They want him on the Houston Texans. So it's two questions for us. I think is is do we think Deshaun Watson will, will stay with the Texans? You can we they convince him because he's got major issues with the ownership and Easterby um, who kind of runs the operations and if if he they do think that it's it they have to trade him you know who would who would be the likely trading target partner yeah um, it's a great question I personally don't think he's going to get traded this offseason Um I think there's a lot of noise, but I think the Texans just have too much to lose. I mean, I think if they let a quarterback as good as Deshaun Watson go in his prime, I mean, I think you would be losing the fans' trust for a generation. I mean, I think it could set the franchise back 10 years. I I think it's hard to recover from that poor of mismanagement. I think... I don't know if Deshaun's going to be happy, but I just don't know if I can see them pulling the trigger on a trade. Yeah, it's um, it's really, it's, I think it's 50-50. It's, it's all a matter of can they convince him, or is his mind already made up? If his mind is already made up, you remember uh, Jamal Adams made up his mind that he wanted to be traded. There was nothing that the Jets could do, so he just he burned the bridge down. <laughs> he blew up that bridge and you know decided to speak out against against uh, the owner general manager and coach and um, you know he got got traded so um, you know I'm suspecting that that you know if he has a little bit of distance from the situation and gets a chance to talk to um, Kali who's well respected um, Kasari he uh, he comes from New England. He's well respected, well respected um, general manager. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's a there's always a chance, but if he doesn't, I, I think I think that he would. I mean, people talk about um, you know the Jets, the Dolphins, the 49ers, a lot a lot of teams. I think the best fit would be going to the Dolphins. One because the Dolphins have two number one draft picks. They also have Tua, and you know he's gone to. Um, and Stephen Ross has had you know some challenges in ownership, but I think he's gotten it right. I mean he he's gotten right with um, you know general manager and with Flores. So, and I would say to Deshaun Watson, if if you you should cross out the Jets from your list because if you you're leaving one bad owner, Woody Johnson, hello. Hello, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you should cross them off your list. So if I was him, I would look, I would put num- two teams on my list. I would put the San Francisco 49ers. As much as I would hate to see him as a Seahawk guy, I would hate to see him in our division. But if I'm Deshaun Watson in his camp, I, those are the two teams that I would target. 
And if I was the Texans, if he gave me those two teams, I would I would try to trade him to the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I think the Texans could certainly demand a high haul. Um, but it'll be fascinating to see how that unfolds. One quarterback I'm fascinated by, and I could honestly be very wrong on this, but part of me still believes in Carson Wentz. Yeah, I know he's had a few rough years, but I still think there's talent there, and I still think in the right situation he could be a good fit for a team. So do you see Wentz staying in Philadelphia, or do you see him? 100% staying. I think he had had issues with Peterson, and there were talks from Wentz's camp that if Peterson had stayed, if he was not fired, and I think that was a big, big reason why he was let go, that, that he would have asked for a trade. So yeah. I, I definitely think I definitely think that he's going to stay because if if you trade him, is then who are you going to get back? I mean, if, you know, looking at the options out there for for Phil, you know, Philadelphia, are you going to trade for a two? Are you going to trade for a Darnold? I mean, I don't think there's a there's a better option. You know, now that uh, Stafford's out of the market, you know, you could potentially trade for for uh, Deshaun Watson, but I don't think that they have the the draft picks. Um, to pull pull that off compared to like the Dolphins. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. I think there's a chance that Wentz could have a comeback year next year. I think there's been a lot of. I think just like you said, him and Peterson's relationship. It just seemed it was kind of like getting pretty toxic towards the end. So I think that could be a good chance for a fresh start. And the NFC East is also one of those divisions that, as we know, you can you don't have to be great. <laughs> To win the NFC. So speaking of the NFC East and in the quarterback carousel, I have not seen um, any headlines recently about Dak and the Cowboys. Have you? Have you followed anything? I, have, I mean, I still know. The, I mean, the big question is: Is he going to get his contract extension or the franchise tag? Um, I, I think that there's too much at stake for them not to come up with some sort of extension. I mean, it just seems like, I mean, like you said, I think we've discussed Dak on this podcast and I think both of us agree that while he's maybe not a top five or top three quarterback in the league, he's still a very good quarterback. And like you said, probably the Cowboys best option at quarterback for the foreseeable uh, future. Um, And as we saw how quickly the team fell apart, after he was hurt, I mean, I just think there's too much at stake. I think they're going to come up with some deal. Yeah, I think I think so. And if um, you look at your options at quarterback, the Cowboys, look how many teams are struggling now to find quarterbacks. I mean, this is much smaller. It's only a handful of, of teams that, that have a franchise quarterback and feel good for the next three to five years. You look at the 49ers, the Colts, the Steelers, the Raiders – the Eagles, the the Redskins, the the Saints, the Bears. I mean, there are so many teams out there that you know within the immediately or in the next year or two are going to be looking looking for a quarterback. Which which leads me into I think I think this is this could be a potential bonanza for for quarterbacks, and I would expect five or six to go. You have Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, Zach Wilson. Justin Field, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and, and Kyle Trask. So, I don't know. This could be um, – I think there's definitely going to be five or six quarterbacks taken in the first round because of the lack of options right now that are that are out there. Yeah. 
I completely agree. Um, the one thing I will say, I mean, it's so hard to say. My prediction is I don't know if this class will have the same sort of success as the Mayfield, Allen, Jackson class. I mean, to me, it seems like I think you said it well that while there are a lot of great quarterbacks out there, there are teams that just need it, which could drive up demand. You know, there there could be more demand potentially than uh, apply. I think there will be a few great quarterbacks, but I think all in all, it's been um, I've been surprised how well the quarterbacks from that class have played. I mean, I think Allen, Mayfield, Jackson all look like they'll be their franchise quarterbacks for the next ten years. Yeah, and um, I, I think that um, uh, Sam Darnold still has a chance to be a decent yeah. quarterback. The, look at um, Tannehill when Adam Gase Adam Gase left, yeah. and and now with uh, Robert Sala's brought in. Um, you know, a couple of the offensive, um, the Kyle Shanahan offense, where it's more rollouts, um, quick reads, taking a lot of pressure off of the quarterback. So um, the one guy, I, I think Rosenfeld, I thought he was going to be pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, he's still young, so you never know. So um, a lot of I'm really looking forward to the quarterback's uh, the next question is Tony wanted uh, had a question about how the Chiefs secondary and, and defensive scheme is going to is going to match up with all the weapons that that Tampa Bay that Tampa Bay has. Cool. I'll, I'll let my resident strategist take the first crack at this one. That's well, this question, is good. This Tony. is an interest. This is an interesting matchup because the Chiefs. Um, we're a middling uh, defense. Um, their secondary was pretty decent with Matthew and Sorensen, but they struggled with their pass rush. Their pass rush was like in 21st or 20th. Um, but in the playoffs, playoffs, they, playoffs. they've uh, Frank Clark um, and Jones have been able to, been able to put some pressure. Uh, so as far as I think what Tony is alluding to the schemes is is the the Chiefs blitz a lot, and so and they they have a lot of blitzes from their safeties, and I think that they'll continue to to do that in the in the Super Bowl because one thing with Brady is you've got to mix it up, and um, so I I do I do see I do see the Chiefs um, you know blitzing. Um, the question is, the big question is, can they, can, um, Jones and Clark get enough pressure on Brady? Cause you have to get pressure and you have to, you have to mix it up, which the, the chiefs like to do. They'll, they'll, they'll do some max blitzes, um, which is going to lead to some opportunities for Brady. So what I, what I suspect, what I, I think is going to happen with the Bucks offense is we might see some three and outs and then all of a sudden, they they hit a big fifty yard yard play, um, so it, it, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. I, I definitely think that there will be opportunities for the um, for the Bucks to hit some big plays, but I don't see the Chiefs allowing the um, the Bucks to nickel and dime and have nine ten yard 10, 10 play drives drives down the field. Yeah, 
Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's one way in which I think the Chiefs have the advantage. I mean, Mahomes' athleticism, I mean, he can just move around so easily, and I think that's just going to keep the Bucks. Um, defense on their toes all game where I think the Chiefs defense can really rely on a consistent strategy I mean don't give Brady those nine or ten yard passes um, you know no Brady's gonna score the, the, the Bucks are going to score um, but if you can keep them off the field as much as uh, possible if you can keep Mahomes in the uh, game I think they have more than enough uh, weapons to keep pace yep I agree um, so our next question is from Dakota from um, Colorado, and she wants to know if TK or GK have ever purchased a product that we have seen in a Super Bowl ad. Well, that is a very fun question. Um, I think it's a great question because, you know, the Super Bowl ads are for fun and entertainment, but if you're the company, you're hoping um, – you know, ultimately they're going to lead to people buying your product. There are two instances I think I can think of. I think when I was younger, I really liked Doritos, um, when, especially when I was in seventh or eighth grade. And um, I wouldn't have them often, but I sometimes think I'd see uh, Doritos would have really good Super would have really good uh, Super Bowl ads. I'd want some, and I'd get some the next week. So I think that was a successful marketing job. And then I think I remember... I guess it's not the same as a product, but after one Super Bowl, there was an ad for the next season of Westworld. Um, and I hadn't thought about the show for a long time, but it got me pumped and ready for the next uh, season. Yeah. Yes. They, they, they'll do that. They, I mean, that seems like that, that that's a tradition that they've done the last 10 or 15 years is like, they'll have a preview for an upcoming um, series that, that piques your interest. So I definitely think, you know, that that's piqued my interest the last 10 or 15 years. So I've, I've been through quite a few Super Bowl ads, so I'll, I'll break it down by, by decade. I think in the seventies, um, you know, as a kid, I think what influenced me and probably influenced my buying habit was Big Macs. Um, this, the commercials in the seventies were you have to remember they were pretty lame. They weren't as entertaining as they are now. A lot of car commercials, uh, Joe Namath with with shaving cream, a, a lot of bad commercials. But you know, Big Mac would have a jingle, and and the hamburger and the fries look so good. So I think in the seventies, I would say the Big Mac. Um, the the eighties, the, the commercials started to look stylish, and I think it. it all started the stylishness started with the um, 1984, the famous Apple commercial that they only showed one time. It was kind of a Big Brother, where someone was running and threw a hammer, and you you saw the Mac. And I think that maybe I it was probably like 15 years, 20 years after that, where I actually purchased an Apple product. But I think that influenced me, maybe not to buy, but that I had this vision that you know that apple was really cool and sophisticated and you know super super tech um in the 90s we started getting really creative commercials and there's two companies that they kind of influenced me i like the e-trade has hysterical commercials they they um uh, i think monster kind of like from um uh, consumer 
point of view maybe influenced me to you know post my resume on Monster. I don't even know if they're still around. So all you little redditors, why don't you pump up Monster.com? <laughs> and then in the 2000s, I don't know. I don't know if there's if there's anything um, that's really influenced my buying habit because then I, the older I got, the cheaper I got. Um, so I would go with I would go with what you would say with the um, with the previews or movies too. So movies, yeah, for sure. So last listener question. All right is uh, the halftime. This is from Cindy from Oregon on the left coast. And she wants to know um, how many of The weekend? The weekend is, is going to be the halftime performers. How many of their songs do we know? I think and I only know one, the Blinding Lights song. That's the only one that I know, too. Uh, <laughs> but maybe I'll have to look up some more before the halftime show. Yeah. So I, I, I pulled it up, the the prop bet. Um, all I know is one. But I wanted to to see what what the, the prop is and what's gonna be their first song. And of course blinding blinding lights um, is you bet a dollar and you could get a dollar eighty. So that's that's the favorite. But then so here's another couple for our listeners if you wanna you wanna Google and, and find out a couple of their songs before. The second favorite uh, song to open open up would be uh, "Save Your Tears." Third would be "Pray for Me." So here's the thing: I think I would not bet for for uh, "Blinding Lights." I would think that that that's the their that's the song that you and I recognize. That right. they would save that for the finale. So I'm gonna go with "Pray for Me," or in the number fourth choice is "Star" is yeah, "Starboy." So I would say that that those one of those two songs would be the first one that's that's performed. Well, I like it, and I I agree. I think it's usually not their most popular song that's first. I think they usually save the most popular song for either in the middle or the end. So I agree with you that it will probably not be Blinding Lights first. All right. Any uh, any final thoughts on Super Bowl weekend? Yeah, well, we both picked the Chiefs. We both picked so, the Chiefs. So did you pick, expect did you the pick, Bucks to win. Did you pick the, the Chiefs uh, at the beginning of the year? We both picked the Chiefs in the AFC, but did you pick them to win the Super Bowl at the our preseason pick? Oh, I'll have to go back and listen. I think you picked the, the Saints. A Saints. Um, That's right. I think, yep. I think I picked – no, I think I picked the Saints. But I'll go back and listen to, to – to make sure, and if I did pick the Chiefs, I'll definitely, and they do win, I will definitely claim bragging rights on next episode. So I, I picked the Seahawks and over over the Chiefs, and, and I want to say to all all the listeners who who've endured um, me picking the Saints or the Seahawks every year that I will guarantee you that next year I will not pick the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl. Uh, two reasons. I think I think uh, too much uh, hate mail that I've been getting, <laughs> and maybe I'm jinxing them. Um, plus, too, I was man, I was so disheartened with with the the performance of the offense. Um, 
and we haven't even talked about the new OC. We'll 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 save that for for another day. But um, I'm a little more excited about you know the the Seahawks and the you know the off season. But after after the performance against the Rams, I was I was really down, and I've made a vow not to pick them next year. All right. Well, we'll see next August if there isn't some key <laughs> trade that gets you excited. Because <laughs> I think it was the Clowney trade and the Adams trade both got you. Yeah, yeah, and before that, uh, the Clowney trade. Who was it the the year before Clowney? Oh, when they they got a Sheldon Richardson. There, there was there was that year, um, and I don't know. Anyways, it's not the Seahawks this year, and I'll be in, I'll be enjoying the Super Bowl. I'm gonna try not to pay attention to any of the the all the chatter of Brady versus Mahomes, and just get my popcorn. Me too. Well, TK, it's it's been a pleasure. Um, man, season's gone by fast. Yes, and. Props to the NFL. I think it's been felt like a successful, normal year, and um, I think it's going to be a fun uh, super. Uh, it's going to be a fun uh, Super Bowl. Indeed, and go Hawks. Go Hawks.